I'm health coach Heather and you are listening to episode 159, Vegan and Vegetarian Diets. Welcome to the Healthy Families Rule podcast. This podcast is a resource for families who are on a path to optimal wellness, but still aren't able to reach their physical and mental goals. I'm Heather Mitchell, and with over 10 years experience in nutrition and exercise and a certified master health coach, I'm uniquely qualified to help you and your family achieve optimal health. So for the next few minutes, set aside your concerns and learn how you can self-repair your body and mind and experience greater joy in your life. Good morning, all my beautiful friends out there who listen to the Healthy Families Rule podcast on the day it airs, the morning of. This is Saturday, January 28th. I always wait till the last minute. Lately, I have been waiting till the last minute to record my podcast. I don't like when I'm doing this, but golly geez, I've been so busy with school and trying to catch up with Kids Get Coached Week and all the amazing things right now going on in my life. Not to mention, I've been invited to do a farmer's market today and put up all of my health coaching stuff in a booth and maybe have a few healthy sample foods there for people to try. I don't know. It's last minute right now, figuring all this out. But I'm excited to at least try it and let you know how it goes this week and how the trade show goes. But Kids Get Coached Week went excellent. And if your child or you missed that and you wanted to maybe share that information with your child, you can still purchase Kids Get Coached Week, all the replays. I have them all recorded. I have a nice little replay page for you to access at any time. And you can take that information and teach it to your kids and show it to your kids. You don't even have to teach it. You just show the videos to them. And they'll learn from how I taught it from Kids Get Coached Week. And you can email me at yourhealthcoachesheer at gmail.com to find out more about that. If you listened to the episode last week, I talked all about muscle testing and energy healing kind of work, which is what I'm really getting into quite deeply for myself, my loved ones, my friends, anybody who wants a session. And it's been awesome. Well, I'm muscle testing just about anything. So today I was going through my Wise Tradition brochures because I do follow a Wise Tradition diet, love their theories and principles. And one of their brochures is called The Dangers of Vegan and Vegetarian Diets. And I kind of just set it aside and I was like, no, I'm not going to talk about anything super duper controversial like vaccines or vegetarian diets or COVID-19, you know, nothing like that. I just, I don't know if I'm ready to really talk about super controversial things. But then I did some muscle testing just to ask my higher self, my subconscious, what topics I should talk about. And this one today that I'm talking about, the vegan and vegetarian diet came on pretty strong that I should mention this and talk about this during my my muscle testing. So I'm going to share the information from the Weston A. Price Foundation for Wise Traditions in Food Farming and the Healing Arts 
the best source for education, research, and activism on this topic. And you can always learn more at westonaprice.org. Where do I sit with um, the, the vegan and vegetarian diets? Well, I will tell you, I did try a vegan diet for about 30 days. I was in a lot of pain. I, I don't know what happened, but I had gone out to eat and I'd ordered some mushroom burger or something like that and, and had goat cheese. I don't know what was up with my system, but I had never been in that kind of pain in my life. Um, is it, was it good for me to kind of experiment? Absolutely. I always love to experiment with different diets and see how they make my body feel. And, um, you know, of course you do something for 30 days. It's not necessarily long enough to, to have enough data to show really how your body's responding to all of it. However, having a heart for the Weston A. Price Foundation principles, that's the, that is the one diet that after studying hundreds of diets um, and being in the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and learning about, you know, all these different dietary theories, this was actually the one that totally pulled my heart the most. I don't know why. And I, and I am a huge believer that everybody will find their path when it comes to nutrition and what feels best for their body. So if you are vegan or vegetarian, this isn't meant to like slam you in the face or anything like that, or get you all angry and upset over this information. This is just coming from some, some research, okay, on the topic of maybe some dangers that could present themselves if you are on a vegan and vegetarian diet. And many people have had a lot of issues and have switched over from being a vegan or vegetarian back to eating meat, but eating meat, quality meat, eating meat that is sourced well, eating meat from animals that were loved and respected and lived off the land. And that's really our principles at the Weston A. Price Foundation. So let's get into some myths and some truths about vegetarianism. Myth number one, all the world's hungry people could be fed if grazing land were cultivated for crops. Okay, now that's myth number one. We hear that a lot from, you know, people like Bill Gates, people who are trying to turn the food system into all plant-based foods, including our steaks. They want plant-based meats to be like taking the place of real meat, um, eating bugs, eating grasshoppers now to get our protein instead of actually eating meat. Okay, but here's the truth about um, all the world's hungry people could be fed if grazing land were cultivated for crops. Well, let's take a look. The truth is only about 11% of the land on earth can be farmed for crops a percentage that cannot be increased without deforestation, irrigation, chemical fertilizers, and other destructive ecological practices. Myth number two, meat consumption contributes to famine and depletes the earth's natural resources. Here's the truth. Properly carried out through managed grazing, animal husbandry builds soil fertility, and restores deficiencies created through grain production. One billion people on the earth depend exclusively on animal foods for survival. Small mixed-use farms 
are the answer for personal and planetary health. Small mixed-use farms are the answer for personal and planetary health. Did you get that? So that must mean that if we have a mix of animals and plants in our diet, and we kind of make that a personal health decision to maybe even cultivate our own little farm, our own little homestead, that that would be a best practice. Here's another myth. Livestock is a major source of greenhouse gas emissions. But let's talk about the truth because we hear that one a lot. The truth is only a small percentage of atmospheric methane comes from ruminant flatulence. The largest source is the burning of fossil fuels for electricity, heat, and transportation. A surprising source is emissions from wetlands. Raising animals on pasture is the most efficient way of pulling carbon from the atmosphere and returning it to the soil. Myth number three. Beef production requires 2,500 gallons of water per pound of beef. Truth. This figure is widely quoted by vegetarians without supporting evidence. The beef industry estimates that a pound of beef requires 435 gallons of water, mostly for grain production to feed the animal. Pasture-raised beef requires only the water that the animals drink, which works out to be about 30 gallons of water per pound of beef, about the amount used in one shower. By contrast, it takes 500 gallons of water to grow the wheat for one pound of bread. Did you know that? That's very interesting. Myth number five. Vegetarians are not involved in killing animals. Truth. About 300 animals per acre are killed for the production of grain, often in gruesome ways. Only one animal per acre is killed for the production of beef. People who fly, drive, play string instruments, talk on the phone, and take part in many other ordinary activities also rely on animal products, which are used in the manufacture of hydraulic brake fluid, plastics, waxes, glues, household items, and many other products. Myth number six. The China study found that people who ate more plant foods were healthier. Truth. What's said in the best-selling book, The China Study, does not match the findings of the actual China Cornell Oxford study, in which researchers found no correlation with more or less disease in people eating a lot of plant foods. Myth number seven. True B12 is only available from animal foods. Many vegans concede that those avoiding animal foods should play it safe and take a B12 supplement. Myth number eight. Our need for vitamin D can be met by sunlight. Here's the truth. 
We only make sufficient vitamin D from sunlight at midday during the summer months by spending a lot of time unclothed in the sun. Traditional cultures obtained this essential nutrient year-round by eating vitamin D-rich animal foods. Myth number nine. The body's needs for vitamin A can be met entirely from plant foods. Truth. The human body converts carotenes from plants into true vitamin A very poorly, and a large portion of the population lacks the enzymes to do this at all. Myth number 10. Vegetarians live longer. Truth. Some do, some don't. Health-conscious vegetarians who eat pastured dairy and eggs may well live longer than omnivores eating processed, packaged, and fast foods. Analysis of studies on vegetarianism show that vegetarians have a greater all-cause death rate and even a greater death rate from heart disease. Myth number 11. Vegetarianism protects against cancer. Truth. The science on this is inconsistent and contradictory at best. Vegetarians are particularly prone to cancers of the nervous system and the reproductive organs. Soy, a, sta a staple in many vegetarian diets, can cause, contribute to, and accelerate the growth of some cancers, particularly breast cancer and thyroid cancer. And I'm going to interject my two cents here on a plant-based diet for people who do have cancer because I've had, I've had a friend who did have cancer. I've had lots of people in my life who've had cancer. And what they find in these people is a high amount of protein um, in their blood. And so they do put them on these vegetarian diets, like they did my friend, and some anti-inflammatory holistic supplements, an anti-inflammatory diet, and pretty much no meat is what I recall her telling me. And, and her cancer did clear up rapidly, like pretty darn good. So I don't know. I mean, this is where I'm kind of on the fence about vegetarianism to protect against cancer because, because protein has been found in um, large amounts within the blood with people who have had cancer. And so this is why they go more plant-based, but not soy. There's certain ways you have to, you know, you have to really take care of yourself here. I'm waiting to kind of, for that research and that, that um, question I have on my heart and mind to, to be answered, it will come to me at some point and I will share that. Here's the next myth. Eating meat causes heart disease. But here's the truth. Vegetarians have as much atherosclerosis as meat eaters and higher levels of homeocysteine. Heart disease is associated with consumption of trans fats, refined vegetable oils, and sugar, all of which come from plants. Myth. Meat eating causes osteoporosis. Truth. Meat eaters do not have more osteoporosis than vegetarians. Nutrients required for healthy bones such as vitamin D, collagen, and calcium are either better absorbed or exclusively found in animal foods. Myth. 
The human body is not designed for meat consumption. Truth. Humans are equipped with a mixed feeder's teeth and digestive system. The intestinal tract of a human being is more like that more like that of a dog than a sheep. Animals that live on plant foods do not manufacture hydrochloric acid, have from two to four stomachs, and a longer intestinal tract than humans. Myth. Meat putrefies in the gut. Truth. The human digestive system is perfectly designed to digest meat, starting with a stomach that produces hydrochloric acid for digesting meat proteins. Enzymes in the small intestine break down proteins into peptides, which the body absorbs through the gut wall. I'm going to go ahead and interject here too about meat putrefying in the gut. I personally, for myself, have found that to be true in some instances when I would eat red meat, not so much now, like I, re I recall in my past, eating red meat and just having like bloating, stomach pains, gas really bad. Like I felt like I, my body could not digest red meat very well. Not, not, not all meat, but just like red meat in particular. I haven't noticed that being a problem as much for my body anymore. I don't know if I've gone through some kind of healing processes as I've gotten better with my diet over the years, but I do believe it can putrefy in the gut of somebody who's not taking the steps to heal their gut in the first place. It can definitely, if you already have kind of a messed up gut and you don't have the good enzymes to digest it, you might need to take some digestive enzymes to help support the breakdown of that meat, which is why when I do a whole foods detox, we don't do red meat and we don't do pork either because they're harder to digest. But according to wise traditions, you know, the Weston A. Price diet and of course a carnivore diet, they, they would have a lot to kind of come at me with against what I just said there. So like I said, I'm just giving you some of the research that's been done that they're sharing here in the brochure, I, I pretty much agree with everything. There's just a couple things here that I do have questions about for sure. Myth. Eating animal flesh causes violent, aggressive behavior in humans. I've heard that before. Truth. There is no science to support this claim. However, we do know that vegetarian diets lower serum cholesterol, and low cholesterol is associated with violent and antisocial behavior in humans, monkeys, and dogs. Okay. Um, you know where I did hear that? It was the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Our instructor there was teaching about a man who would have like nightmares at night, and, and it was only when he would eat chicken now, I think they traced it back to his chicken being like very mistreated chickens, right? Like a conventional chicken. And for some reason, every time he would eat chicken, he would have nightmares at night. And it's true that the energy of the animals that we eat can definitely be passed on to, a, to our bodies. through. It's an energetic exchange. And I totally believe in this. So um, 
I don't know if people will actually become violent or aggressive, but I think it's possible to have some of the, the trapped energy that, you know, your animals that you're eating suffered during their life here. But I don't know. I really, I can't, it's not something that science can explain. And it sounds kind of woo-woo putting it out there like that. But, you know, that's just something they brought up in my, in my class when I went to Institute of Integrative Nutrition. All right, here's another myth. A vegetarian diet is safe for children. But here's the truth. Some children can grow well on vegetarian diets rich in dairy products from pastured cows and eggs from pastured chickens. Children brought up on vegetarian diets have poorer bone health and reduced mental capacity compared to children brought up on diets containing animal foods. Rampant tooth decay in the baby teeth is common among children born to, to and breastfed by vegan mothers. Okay. Myth. Animal products are unhealthy because they contain numerous harmful toxins. Truth. All foods contain toxins if raised with pesticides and herbicides. It is important to choose animal and plant foods that have been raised without toxic chemical inputs. The nutrients we get from animal foods, such as vitamins A and B12, sulfur and zinc, help the body detoxify. For further information on what I'm talking about here, go to westonaprice.org and you can learn all about their stance on that. Let's talk about nutrient deficiencies from vegan and vegetarian diets. Now, the danger of vegetarian and especially vegan diets is nutrient deficiencies. Certain vital nutrients occur only in animal foods or are better absorbed from animal foods. And these nutrients are particularly important for fetal development and for growing children. Vitamin A, critical for healthy eyes, skin, bones, hormone production, and immune function. Vitamin A plays a leading role in the formation of the fetus and the prevention of birth defects. Healthy populations consume amounts in the range of 20,000 to 30,000 IU vitamin A per day. Best sources are cod liver oil, liver and butter and egg yolks from grass-fed animals. Vitamin D, essential for growth and healthy bones. Protection against tetany, convulsions, and heart failure in newborns. And in adults, protection against type 1 diabetes, cancer, heart disease, high blood pressure, obesity, arthritis, and multiple sclerosis. Vitamin D is necessary for the function of the body's feel-good chemicals and protects against depression. Best sources are cod liver oil, lard, and other pork products, shrimp, oily fish, and egg yolks from grass-fed poultry. Vitamin K2, critical for ensuring that calcium is put into the hard tissues, bones and teeth, and protection of the soft tissues, such as the arteries and kidneys, from calcification. Vitamin K2 is required for the synthesis of brain cells and for reproduction. Vitamin K2 occurs in certain fermented food plants, plant foods, such as NATO, but best sources in the Western diet are poultry liver, poultry fat, and aged full-fat cheese. What vegetarians should know. 
A 2014 survey found that compared to meat eaters, vegetarians and vegans have more tooth decay, more allergies, more cancer, more mental illness, more need for medical care, a lower quality of life. And that looks like a study, Nutrition and Health, the Association Between Eating Behavior and Various Health Parameters, a matched sample study, February 7th, 2014. Then we go into vitamin B12. We talked a little bit about that, but that's needed for red blood cell production, protection from toxins, and for, metal, for mental health. B12 deficiency can cause paranoia, obsessive compulsive disorder. Ooh, how often do we see that? Tendency to irrational anger and dementia. All animal foods provide B12, but liver is the best source. There is no B12 in plant foods. At least true B12 is what we learned. Vitamin B6 is involved in brain function, production of histamine, the storage of carbohydrate as glycogen, and the synthesis of many important compounds. We use the plant form of B6 much less effectively than the animal form. Best sources are muscle meats, seafood, organ meats, and raw milk. Zinc, a cofactor in hundreds of enzymes and needed for hormone receptors and production of hormones such as insulin. Required for cell replication, skin integrity, immunity, digestion, glucose tolerance, healthy metabolic rate, and sense of taste. Zinc is very difficult to absorb from plant foods. Best sources are red meat and shellfish. Iron, needed for red blood cells, energy, and immunity. Iron is best assimilated from liver and red meat. Calcium, dairy foods are the best source of usable calcium in Western cultures. EPA and DHA. Critical for brain function, the best sources are cod liver oil, organ meats, and seafood. Arachidonic acid. Critical for healthy cell-to-cell junctures in the skin and intestinal tract, and for life-saving inflammation response. Important for brain function, best sources are animal fats and organ meats. Amino acids. In principle, the body can make taurine, carnitine, creatine. Now, you have to forgive me if, if I'm pronouncing this wrong, okay? I know creatine and carnosine, carnosine. But production is difficult in infants and in many adults. These amino acids are critical for many functions in the body, including energy and brain function. Best sources are meat, seafood, and organ meats. Cholesterol. Infants and millions of people with genetic defects cannot make the cholesterol they need for growth, brain function, and mental health. Only animal foods provide cholesterol. Weston A. Price, he was amazing, and he said this, As yet, I have not found a single group of primitive, primitive racial stock which was building and maintaining excellent bodies by living entirely on plant foods. So recall that Weston A. Price, a dentist from the 1930s, went around to all of these tribes at different places to see what these people were eating 
and they were eating this kind of a diet. And so this is what he was teaching other people um, that were that was necessary for all of us to eat in order to have healthy bone structures, vibrant skin, happy, just thriving people. And he set out there when he had gone to all those groups of people, all those primitive groups, there wasn't a single one of them that had excellent bodies by living entirely on plant foods. Okay? I want you to remember that animal foods, they're necessary. So necessary for strong, healthy bodies for each and every one of us. And I just want to put it out there how important it is to source your meat well. As often as you can afford, buy high quality animal products. It's going to feel good in your body. You're going to feel good knowing it was, was probably an animal that was taken care of well on the land. That's, what, that's the hope if you're not able to visit the farm yourself and get to know the farmer. The best is to get to know the farmer. Know where your meat's coming from. And, and these days, we're so lucky. We live in a, in a world where you could go online, find a farm, and they'll come deliver to you once a month, wherever you are pretty much these days. So we know there's grass-fed, organic, amazing options out there. If you'll just take the time to look those up. And the Weston A. Price Foundation, you go to their website, they've already looked it all up for you in your area. You just have to type it in. It's literally that easy. Find someone in your chapter, like in your area, it's called a chapter leader. They'll give you all the information you need to get raw milk, butter, cheese, eggs, meat, all the good stuff. Okay. And so that's what you need to do is go research that up. How can you um, budget? This is important. How do you budget for this stuff so that you, you're putting the best fuel in your body? And we're going to start by looking at what we're already purchasing and bringing home that might have nasty seed oils in them, processed ingredients that aren't good for our body. If we're sticking to mainly whole foods as our diet, we can't go wrong. We're going to feel amazing. And we all got to just put a little more effort into, into understanding how to, to acquire these foods and these organ meats better. I know I need to do it for myself. And basically, that's why I choose topics like this for my podcast, because I go back and listen to my podcast. And it helps me to remind me what I should be doing better. That's why I create this podcast. Really, it's for me. Is me giving myself advice, okay? So I'm talking to me here, but you too. We should go out there, start sourcing our food better, having your deep freezer here in, in your garage, and maybe you buy a half a beef from a farmer whom you know is taking care of the animals and feeding them well. They have a quality life. That food's going to taste better anyway for it. And fill that freezer up. Start using food as your fuel, can't stress it enough, okay? It's going to make a difference. And it does make a difference in uh, your body composition. And that's all, that's what I got to say too, is when you're looking at different people's body compositions who might be talking about, you know, what they eat, what their diet is, go on Instagram and just follow someone who's doing a keto diet or a carnivore diet or a vegetarian diet and just kind of look. Look and see what people's body compositions, what do they look like? Do they look healthy? Are their whites of their eyes vibrant? Are they, are they really an example of health? Because food will be that for you. 
Food can totally be that for you. The more healthy you eat, the more you want to go and do all the right things for your body and take care of your body. And that's really what food should do for you is motivate you to continue on the path of health for the rest of your life. All right, my friends, that's all I got for you today. Thanks for listening to this podcast episode. If you need any help with anything at all, you know where to find me. Come over to healthcoachheather.com to learn more. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.